0: Canine intelligence has always fascinated me. And the reason for that is because I deal a lot with clients who say, I want a smart dog or my dog is really smart. But you know what? Having a smart dog is like owning a fast car. A lot of people want them, but not a lot of people know how to effectively operate them. What do I mean? Let's talk about that. Right, I am excited, absolutely excited to talk about this week's episode. Not saying I'm not excited to talk about episodes. Normally, I am. I come up with a lot of topics, unless you guys are suggesting some to me, and then I cover some of the things that you want to talk about. I come up with a lot of the topics. So usually it's something I'm passionate about or excited about or whatever. But this episode, this episode to me gets me really excited. And the reason for that is because I deal, and like you heard in the intro, I deal with so many clients that love to tell me how smart their dog is. And we get, you know, when we get the requests for training or whatever, we get clients who are like, oh, my dog, he's so smart, but dot, 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 add in whatever. Or, or I'm sure my dog is smart. So smart, so sweet, whatever. And that's fine. That's great. But we need to dive into what canine intelligence actually is. And is it something that's a good thing for you? But before I do that, guys, I should probably introduce myself just in case you're new to the podcast. My name is Jake. I'm with On Dog Training Academy. We are an online dog training company. Uh, we have courses, we have we do one-on-one virtual lessons. So if you ever need help with anything, guys, you can jump over to our website. You can do you can schedule a one-on-one. We will sit down with you talk to you, work with you. It's an awesome experience and you will definitely get a lot out of it. So ondogtrainingacademy.com. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about dog intelligence. So first off, we need to understand what is dog intelligence? What, what does it mean when somebody says, you know, my dog is smart? What does that really mean? Well, I think dog, tra- I think not dog training, I should say, I think dog Intelligence is broken into three different types. Your first one is like your adaptive intel- intelligence. So adaptive intelligence is what a dog can do for themselves, right? Can a dog learn to problem solve? Can a lot dog learn to, to overcome something? Or can a dog learn from experiences, right? Um, and we did this with our own dog, Luda. So when we were looking to get a puppy... We had, we, were, we had pick of the litter, so we were going through all the boys in the litter because we did want a mail. And we put an X-pen up, an exercise pen up, and the back of the exercise pen was open. Some people call this the, the, the V-detour task. Um, I don't know. We just called it a problem-solving test. But what we did is we would put a X-pen, uh, kind of V'd, but it would, it would kind of V out, and then back behind the dog is wide open. But where the dog needs to go is on the other side of that fence, on the other side of that X pen. So, what the dog would have to do is we would set the dog in it and we would be on the other side of the X pen and we'd say, Hey, puppy, come here. And seeing what the dog does, watching how the dog processes the situation. You'll have some dogs who just sit there and whine and go, I don't know, I can't get through you have other dogs who go frantic and they're like jumping at the pen. They're screaming, they're barking, they're whining, they're showing that frustration. And then you have other dogs who will look at the situation, kind of evaluate what's going on, figure it out, and then kind of go, oh, well, if I work my way around the fence, I can get out and get to you. And with Luda, with our dog Luda, what we did with him is him and the other boys all struggled the first time. And this goes into the the learning from experience. So I was like, okay. So what we did with was there was three males we were evaluating. What we did then is we took each male and we stepped over the X-Pen and we showed them, hey, look, if you walk around and we walked with them and we showed them how to get out of it. So basically we, we gave them the answers to the test. And then we wanted to see, okay, how do you process this information we just gave you? And so we took Luda and the other puppies, we put them back, and we repeated the test over again to see what they would do, and Luda, because, well, he's Luda, said, okay, I remember what you did, and he problem solved very quickly. He went, wait, if I go around this, I get to you guys, and I get happy treats, reward, everything like that. The other two continued to struggle. One dog just sat there feeling bad about himself. The other dog was super frantic and and almost anxiety Because he could not get to us. And that just showed, like I said, that that adaptive intelligence. And that's what that was a big plus when we were looking at getting Luda. That was one of the things that at the that was one of the first tests we did. And I was just like, this is really impressive. This is really good. We want a dog who can problem solve. I'll talk about if you should have a dog that can do this or not. We'll talk about that eventually here. But I want you to understand the three different types. So the first type, adaptive intelligence. The second one is instinctual intelligence. This is something that your dog is basically born with, is born with, the, that instinct to do what they are designed to do. So guard dogs, overlooking, guarding the flock, guarding the family, whatever it is. You've got your retrievers, golden retrievers, Labrador retrievers, whatever. And that retrieving, that hunting drive, that ability. And then the big one that I think a lot of people will see is your herding dogs, that herding instinct, that instinct to kind of corral and control. You know, that is, if your dog has a lot of that, a lot of those instincts that they are supposed to have, then that is showing a high level of instinctual intelligence. Again, it doesn't matter, like people go, "Well, oh, my dog doesn't do that. No, I'm, t- I'm telling you, we'll get into it a little bit in the end. High intelligence isn't always a good thing. But with that being said, you might also go, well, I have a mixed breed. Okay. Well, understanding what your breed, what your dog is mixed with, you can do this through genetic testing. You maybe could do this through looking at the parents. If you knew them, understanding what your dog is mixed with and being able to pick out, okay, this is instinctual and and everything because my dog is half German Shepherd and my other half is cattle dog. And so I'm seeing herding and, and whatever. Like those are things you can definitely... Still do. Don't go, well, my dog's a mixed breed, so they're not going to have any instincts of any kind. It's not the case. Your dog will always have instincts of some kind. It just depends on how much are they getting from which side, which breeds and everything that are coming through. What are your strong instincts? Um, the last one, this shouldn't be any surprise, but the last one is your working obedience intelligence. This is basically learning and working with human instruction, your class, your school. Um, how does this dog pick up on learning does it pick up on things super fast or does it take a little bit is it showing interest in working with people or does it show no interest in working with people the thing that really sets dogs away from wolves is their desire and this is just through obviously through generations and generations and generations of being around people is their desire to work with us now you could say, well, my dog doesn't want anything to do with you. To some degree, your dog does. If your dog absolutely wanted nothing to do with you, saw no value in, in you or whatever, you probably wouldn't have them. So your dog definitely has some dependency on you. And and you can run a bunch of tests with this, um, a test. So, so I'm going to get off topic here, and then we'll get back into it. One of the reasons why I actually put this episode together too is because recently it was kind of all over Facebook, at least in my group of people, that the Belgian Malinois, which of course Luda is, is uh, considered the most intelligent breed in the world. And I was looking at the tests they did and stuff and reading about it and I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes tons of sense because you're mixing high intelligence, high, high working and obedience intelligence with a lot of instinct and the ability for them to adapt, that adaptive intelligence, all of that just marks super high with the Malinois. And, you know, it it, kind of got me thinking, I was looking at some of the tests they did, and I recall a study that was done that was kind of talking about the difference between wolves and dogs. This was years and years and years ago now, but it always kind of re-sparks my memory when I read stuff like this, is they took wolves and they took a very desirable piece of food, and they put that piece of food in a in a container and then they just stood outside the fence and watched the wolves and watched what they did. And the wolves would just sit there and dig at the box and dig at the box and dig at the box. And there was no way they were ever going to get it, but they just continued to do it till they were exhausted. And then they would just leave. They were done. If they never got the food, then they never got the food. When they did that with dogs, dogs would work at it, realize that they couldn't do it on their own. And more often than not, they would turn to the people and go help obviously they would say it but they look to us because that is something that has kind of been put into them that we are that, that we can help them so i think there's a big difference in there just a little information i don't know if it's valuable whatever but what i do want to talk about is is again people when they're looking to get a dog they go i want a smart dog do you do you actually want a smart dog do you want a, a really intelligent dog? And I would say for most people, that answer should be no. No way, no how. Because intelligence has nothing to do with training. You can have a dog who's super smart, super intelligent, trains everything really fast, and you're like, this is awesome. And then you have another dog. We owned a Basset Hound who was a little bit slower to pick up on stuff. But once he learned it, he learned it. But it was slower. You could see it was just a little bit more of a process. You know, so when we went from the basset on to a mound, while holy crap, like it was like going from a a, a a rowboat to a speedboat. Like it was like, oh my god, here we go. But is that a good thing? No. And I'll explain I'll explain why. In my opinion, and this now I'm not this is not for dog trainer people who are used to training high drive dogs, high intelligent dogs, everything like that. Like I honestly personally think Luda is one of the easiest dogs we would we've ever lived with, um, and our other while we had Cato. He was extremely easy as well. Now you might be like, "Well, great, smart dogs. I'm going to get a smart dog so I can I can have it be super smart and it can understand stuff, and then we can just have this agreement and everything's great in the house." But the only reason that I think Cato and Luda were great, or are, or were great in the house was because we understood how to hone in that intelligence and hone in that drive and giving it proper outlets and giving that that breed fueling that breed with everything it needs that is the important thing and that is sometimes what is missing when people look to go get dogs they're like I want this dog because I grew up with this dog or I want this dog because well it says it's really smart I I don't know if he listens to podcasts. I'm not going to say his name. I don't know if he listens to my, my episodes or my podcasts at all. But I had a friend of mine's brother who said, who went out and bought a Britney. And I went, cool. I like Britneys. Cool dog. Smart. Highly active. I asked him, why? What made you? Because I just didn't feel like it would be a good fit. But whatever. He didn't ask me ahead of time. He got the dog. Cool, whatever. I'm like, so. so what made you get this breed of dog? And he said, well, I did a bunch of research. I'm like, great. What about that research that made you think, oh, I should get that dog? And he goes, I read that they train themselves. And that made me pause. Gave me a cause for pause. Because, and I I told him, I said, you are absolutely right. Britneys are smart and they will train themselves. Intelligent dogs will train themselves. Does that mean they're going to train themselves to what you want them to do? Absolutely not. It probably means the opposite. So I was like, you got to be careful. You got to train this dog. And I'll tell you what, this dog did train itself very well. It trained itself to learn how to climb up a tree to jump over a fence to get out of the yard. And every time he tried to, to prevent it, the dog worked around it and figured it out. Think about that when I went back to that 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 V detour test or the pen test with the dog running around. Every time he threw an obstacle in that dog's way, that dog had the adaptive intelligence to go, I'm going to work around that. I can, and I'm going to figure it out. You know, maybe a dog that has less adaptive intelligence, say my Basset Hound, would have went, huh, well, that's blocked. Well, I'm going to go sniff around the yard and pee on things. Like they just would have stopped. They just don't have that. It's just not built into him as much. So don't think a smart dog is necessarily something you want. Now, what I will talk about is is something, and this is not to be picking on these people because I think they get picked on enough. Although I I don't understand completely why or these this, these breeds get picked on enough. I think there there's value to them, but there's also it should always come with a with an asterisk. Like yes, this breed or these breeds are good, however, they have their benefits, however, be aware of these things. So you look at, <clears throat> like AKC puts out their, their most intelligent dogs, okay? Well, you've got your Border Collie on there, you got your Dobermans, Rottweilers, you've got t- a Terrier, you've got some dogs in there, but if you look at all of those dogs on that list, look at the top 10 dogs on that list, they all have extreme intelligence, they all have have a lot of drive and a lot of energy, that that probably more instinctual intelligence. They all have a lot of energy. They need those outlets, right? Here's the breed or breeds that I'm going to kind of pick on a little bit. When you look in there, there's three breeds in there that make me go, oh, we need to talk about this. The first one is the poodle. The second one is the lab. And the third one is the golden retriever. How many people, how many families are out there getting doodles? Tons. Let's just say Labradoodles, Golden Doodles. Because I know there's doodles, There's everything that you could put a doodle into. But just the Lab and Golden Doodles. Those are a big, big thing. They've been for a while. They still are. People need to understand what they're getting you are not you're getting a dog that potentially isn't going to shed as much or at all or whatever. There's groomers can obviously talk more about that. But you are getting two a mix of two extremely intelligent breeds. And and I'll tell you what. We deal with a lot of doodles that come through our program. And it's because people are getting them not wanting the hair Hearing that, well, they're mixed with Poodles and Goldens and they're both very smart dogs and they're both very sweet dogs. But when you're getting that intelligence, you have to understand what you're getting. You're getting a dog that might learn things really fast. But over time, that dog is going to start to test. And this doesn't, this could be any intelligent dog. This isn't just doodles now. You get a, you get an intelligent dog. You're going to have a dog that's going to go, okay, I learned the skill. This is great. What happens if I do this? They're adapting, right? That adaptive intelligence. What happens if I do this, if I work around it a little bit? High level trainers or trainers who really understand the breeds are going to go, no, 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 no. We're going to stay on the straight and narrow. This is what I want you to do. There's no deviating off of whatever it is you're trying to teach them. The reason for that is because if you allow, if you allow them to deviate off of the path, suddenly behaviors start to grow and they grow so slow that you don't notice them till it's I don't want to say too late because I think too late is just it's 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 not too late, but you don't notice it till it's a problem, right? So, so really think about that. I can tell you, going through the list of dogs that I have that come through training here, that come into for board and trains and do all that stuff, most of them fall into that high drive, high intelligence. You'll get some of the dogs who are just kind of like dopey dogs, you know, that that just. Aren't learning quickly. But man, people who call me and they're kind of at the last straw, they're like, oh, this dog is driving me crazy. I'm like, okay, what kind of dog do you have? They'll say, I got a border collie. I have a malinois. I have, you know, a German shepherd. I have golden retrievers, poodles, doodles, you name it. But they all fall into that list of high intelligent breeds. Most of them do. Very rare do I have people send me saying, "Hey, I've got this this mastiff or I've got this afghan" you know, lower intelligent breeds. Because they can kind of just get along, right? They just kind of go along with life. Like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, I can't do it. Oh, okay, cool. You know, obviously someone's probably out there listening to this that has a Mastiff that's like, not mine. My Mastiff jumps over. Everything is crazy. I'm not saying they don't come with problems. I'm not saying like low intelligent dogs are perfect. I'm just saying high intelligent dogs can lead to a lot of problems. So, I want you guys to really think about this when you're thinking about the breed you have or the breed you're going to get. Now, I'm not saying don't go buy these dogs. Don't go get these dogs. Stay away from certain breeds. I'm not saying that. You know, I'm not saying stay away from doodles. I'm saying understand what you're getting and what it's, what's going to be required of you to do to get the results you are wanting. You have to have a plan. You have to stay on that straight and narrow. You cannot allow the dog to test the waters and deviate off of what it is you want them to do too much. Because if they do, that's when problems start to happen. That's when the dogs start to go, oh, I can dictate certain things. And then it turns into behavior issues. And then they come to us and we have to work them out. So I want you to think about all of that stuff. Um, And if you guys are looking for more help with this, like I said, we always are, are available to do one-on-one lessons, but we also have a webinar that's absolutely free that I really encourage people to just jump into and check out. I'll put a link to it in the description of this podcast, um, but if you go to ondogtrainingacademy.com, you click on On Demand, and then you'll see where it says free webinars. Click on that, you'll get the webinar. Um, and what the webinar talks about is it just it talks about the the three main components of training your dog to be well behaved through consistency, and that's what these smart breeds need. They need consistency, not just with you, but with your spouse, with your kids, anybody who has a lot of uh, of of time spends a lot of time with. Your dog. They need to have this consistency. So we just put a free webinar together that kind of dives into it a little bit more, gives some really good advice. Um, and like I said, it's, it's free. So what the heck, check it out, look at it, listen to it. Hopefully you guys get some information from it. We're always looking to help people. This is why we do these podcasts. This is why, This is why we did the free webinar. We want to help people. We want to have really awesome dogs out in our communities. We hate getting the emails from people who talk about their dogs biting them, biting other people, being out of control, unable to take them on walks because they're just insane. We hate seeing all of that and hearing of all that stuff. You know, We know as much as we preach and help, we're going to get you know people who just struggle with it. That's why we offer one-on-ones. That's why we have our courses and everything. But anyways, guys, check out that webinar if you want more information on this. I think it's extremely helpful. Um, but hopefully you guys learned something from this week's episode. Again, this is one I'm always excited about. And maybe you can hear it in my voice. Um, that I, I, I just think people need to understand what canine intelligence truly is understanding the three different types of canine intelligence and how maybe having dogs that score high in those three aren't always the best fit for you. And Trust me, when you start to realize that and look into it, it opens up your world and your understanding of maybe the dog you have or the dog you're thinking about getting and might help you make better choices. So guys, if you need, if you if you want to get a hold of us, you can look us up. We are on Instagram, On Dog Training Academy is on Instagram. We are also on Facebook. The Learn Laugh Bark podcast is also on Facebook. You can check that out. And if you have any topics you'd like me to cover, just Shoot me a message, whether it be an Instagram or on On Dog or on the Learn Laugh Bark podcast. Shoot me a message and say, hey, I'd really like you to cover topic X, whatever. And and I'll look into it and definitely consider it and probably will do it. If people want to hear it, I want to put it out there for you guys. Again, we're about helping people. Share this with anybody who you think could benefit from hearing this advice. We have tons of advice. I think we're getting close to if we're not already over 70 episodes into our podcasting life here. And and we just want to continue to put more stuff out to help everybody with their dogs. So no topic is off limits. Let me know what you guys want me to talk about. And I certainly will. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully you've learned something. And of course, guys, like always, we'll see you next week.